This episode of The Faithful Agent brought to you by our sponsors, Rachel Inman with The Mortgage Mamas and our sponsors at Patreon.com. Christians in real estate, let's dive right in and learn how to grow our business and grow our faith. Tyler, live events change lives. We were together in March in Virginia Beach, and I was so pumped up to see so many Christian agents gathering together to grow their business and their faith. We've just got to do it again. Let's get together in beautiful Ashburn, Virginia, right outside our country's capital on October 19th and 20th. Live events really do change lives, just like Janet, who came to that conference wondering how to marry her business and her faith and leaving totally fired up to serve the Lord through her business. Go to faithfulagent.com forward slash conference to get your ticket now. Go there right now. We can't wait to meet you. What's up, Faithful Agent family? So glad that you've joined us for another episode of The Faithful Agent. And I am personally happy because Tyler's finally back for this episode. I feel like I've been in so many episodes. So I told the story. It's hard. I told the story last episode. I don't know when it will come out. But last episode, how, T, we saw each other on Saturday. And I told you how, for those two episodes that that you haven't been here, I said really nice things about you. And it was hard for me because I couldn't say anything mean. And I thought you were going to say, hey, that's really nice, buddy, and give me a hug or something. And instead you said, yeah, that's because you only say mean things to my face. Like, it's true. It's, right. good, it's a good quality. It's I mean, true. if you're going to slander me, at least it give me a, a good chance quality. to, you know, that's stand true. up for myself. So. <laughs> that's absolutely true. You know, I was also thinking, you know, at the conference, I'll use this, so maybe I shouldn't give it away. But when you and I stand next to each other, because, you know, you're tall and lean and I'm short and squished, uh, that we look like the numbered ten. Right, because well, more like you know I mean? more like I the like, like one and like half of sixteen, like. <laughs> I don't know if that's like. Are you trying to make bottom me feel better or six. worse? I don't. <laughs> Proportionately, the bottom half of the six. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. <laughs> I should never have said that out loud. Now it's recorded. That's my problem. But man, it's good to have you back, Likewise. buddy. I've missed you. It's great to have you. I will say this. So you know, in lieu of a joke. So this morning I'm up early and it's like 5.30 and I'm getting ready to, I get up and I, you know, do my quiet time and then hit the gym. But I'm using my phone. The lights are off in the room. My wife's sleeping. So I'm using just like the light of the front of the phone, right? To try to find socks. Well, I'm leaning over doing that. And somehow as I'm looking down, I somehow with my other finger press the flashlight and it just goes right into my eye, right? The flashlight's like right in my face. It wakes up my wife. It freaks me out. It was a terrible way to wake up. So there's the joke for the day is me and how I wake Smooth, up and at the gym. So yeah. There you go. I, mean, it's yeah, good, I think that like was that? just uh, the spirit giving you some energy because we know that you getting moving is not your jam. So proud of you for doing that, man. Keep doing it. No. You're doing great. If we can't be moving, it's not my jam. Hey, thanks, man. For for our audience to know, we're in and Jacqueline is amazing to listen to us banter for this long, but we are on our second of three episodes recorded today. And so a little bit ago, I sent Tyler a, a picture and it's me on my couch under covers with the pillow uh, in my office saying, I'm getting ready for the pre, or I was, I was pre-gaming or something like that. It was me getting ready to take a nap. So that's how I roll faithful agent audience. Not all of us are as great as Tyler. So glad that you're back, buddy. Well, we've got Jacqueline's, if she's still here and has decided to stick around. We've got Jacqueline Zuffer with us today. She's from Huntsville, Alabama. And now she's had a really interesting career, everybody. She's moved around a lot from Texas to Virginia to Japan. 
back to Virginia, now in Alabama. She sold lots of different variations from new construction to being on a team to being solo. She's been doing this for 20 years. And now she's got this challenge where she's starting over. She moved to Alabama last November, November 2022. She's starting over. Nobody knows her. And that's difficult after selling real estate for so long at such a high level. So um, we've got an awesome guest for you today. I think you all will be encouraged by the Lord's faithfulness through her story. And we're certainly going to learn from Jacqueline. So Jacqueline, thanks so much for being here today. We're glad that you joined us. We're glad that we get to talk about starting over and no one knowing you because that's a common thing in real estate, right? So thanks for being willing to share that with us. But jump in and just give us a, an overview. Again, you, you went through, through it with us pre-show and there's a lot of moving parts there in your real estate career. So give us kind of like this 30,000 foot view and then bring us to today and what today looks like. Yeah, well, um, first, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so um, just started my career when I was 20 years old. And my husband at the time just wanted to get into real estate. And he was a youth pastor, actually, at a church. So he wasn't making any money. <laughs> and uh, so we, um, so he just, he read Rich Dad, Poor Dad when he was, 25 or so and just was like let's do this mm -hmm. so um anyway so i went to real estate school never passed my test um i just didn't need to really um because we were in texas and uh in texas you didn't have to have your license to sell for a builder so i ended up working for a builder and then two years later we moved to um richmond virginia where okay. I sold so for a builder. <laughs> yes. Uh, where I sold for a builder again. And then uh, about two, yeah, so two years after being in Richmond, uh, I got into what I refer to as the real world of real estate. Mm. And how's that feel to you? you start... <laughs> I'm going to listen button? to Jacqueline. Her word means more than you. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Keep going, Jacqueline. I like it. <laughs> yeah. So I still to this day, it's the real world of real estate. But new construction's a whole nother ball game. So um, but I love it. And <laughs> you don't need to make um, it feel better. All right, keep going. <laughs> so um I had a mentor who was recruiting me and just um just kind of took me under her wing, really. She had been in the business for 20 plus years at the time also. So mm. I worked under her just kind of like side by side. Like I literally took a, a table out of our training room and put it in her office and nice. set up shop. And I uh, didn't have kids at the time. I was, I was still really young. I was maybe 25 or so. And so I literally just followed her everywhere. I went on listing appointments, buyer appointments. I just did everything with her. And um, so we're still very good friends till to, to this day. Um, and she uh, has an awesome business um, that she's left to her daughter now, yeah. which sent me into a little bit of a freak out mode. And uh, when that business was kind of going away. I mean, she and I just split a lot of business. So mm -hmm. we split a lot of business, but I also built some of my own business at, alongside of that as well. Um, so it was kind of my start. And then when she was getting out of the business for her retirement, um, she left it to her daughter essentially. And so um, I really didn't have 
enough support at the time because at this time I was I found myself single mm-hmm. and needing to support myself and so um I jumped into trying to I actually went back into new home sales for a very hot minute <laughs> and I was like nope this is definitely not it and at the same time I was feeling just this is not it um a a guy that was starting his business was gearing up and needing to hire a buyer's agent hired me as his buyer's agent mm-hmm. and I sold um as a buyer's agent on his team for four years that's awesome that's really cool so I know there's more to that let me pause you real quick because I I love you know there, there's such a common theme of everybody that we talk to right but there's those people in their lives that the Lord puts there that are so impactful right this this mentor a uh, woman that you talked about in Richmond and then this guy starting his team and, you know, uh, the Lord, the way the Lord orchestrates things is is so cool. Just pause for a sec if you can and go back to, you know, you're this young agent in Richmond, you're getting into a real uh, resale and you find this mentor, right? What did she mean to you? I kind of want you to look at it from perspective of how valuable was that to you? So if you're a newer agent, why should they go find a mentor? And now as an experienced agent, why should you Go find someone who needs a mentor. Kind of talk about it from both those perspectives. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she, um, she, I definitely would not be the real estate agent I am today without her, for sure. She is, um, yeah, she means the world to me still. I mean, to this day. Um, She is an incredible human being, Um, a Christian. She's got lots of her business from church. She did a lot of uh, Southern Baptist convention mm. in Richmond. A lot of, a lot of those people were her clients as well. Um, so she was really rooted into all of that. Um, mm. But she, I mean, I was able to bounce ideas off of her. I was able to shadow her on going on listing appointments, um, shadow her with buyers and which even with buyers, I love like learning areas of town that were built in the 80s that I didn't know this apartment, this condo complex was actually meant to be apartments. But because of the way the market was back then, they actually converted it to condos. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think that's really cool stuff to know that mm-hmm. like as a 25 year old, you wouldn't know that. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and how are you going to find out? Right, yeah, but just follow. Right, the yeah, the absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So it's someone who's just been there. She grew up there. She had been selling there for over twenty years. So, um, that knowledge that she has of different areas of town is just invaluable. Really, I mean, um, yeah, I love that she. Sorry, Jack. I love that she just let you come with her. Right. I mean, it's so much yes. of like just. just living life to a degree, but like in the real estate space, so much of Tyler and I's desire for this faithful agent community is there's such a wide mix of agents that are, you know, we just talked to Cole, Cole Orderway. Well, I did. Tyler wasn't there. Uh, I missed you. Buddy. So uh, just talked to Cole. He's only been in for two years, right? Now you've been in for 20 years. Well, what's, what's the commonality? We all love Jesus. And the fact that, you know, uh, here's this woman who's a believer who says, Hey, just come along with me right? Come to my listing appointments, come to my buyer presentations. I mean, this business is hard. And so have a mentor walk alongside you and for you to be able to walk alongside them is huge, right? That is a massive value to you. So flip it around to agents that have been around for a little while, you know, 
what should they be looking for, right? Here you are, this 25-year-old woman who's looking around like, I need help. Um, what are the signs, if you will, that the, a new agent in their office needs a mentor, right? And how would you encourage them to say, what does that mentorship relationship look like? Do you want to generate more leads, create more leverage, and have more life? Do you want to build business the way the Lord called you to by serving and loving people? Well, we want to help. I've sold over 500 homes in just eight years, all by relationship. And I show you how in my eight-part e-course on the foundations of lead generation. Just go to faithfulagent.com, click get the e-course to learn more. And just for being a faithful listener, use promo code podcast for $100 off. Now back to the show. Yeah. Um, gosh, that's a lot. <laughs> um, well, there, why why should they be a mentor? I mean, I think that's the real question. Why why mentor someone now? Real estate, you're busy, you're running around all day. And to think of, you know, I've had people reach out and say, you know, my child is in college and wants to shadow you for a day. I'm like, they can. It'll probably be pretty boring, you know. And I and truthfully, like I kind of push it off. Like, I don't know that I'm gonna what am I gonna do? And reality, even just hearing you say that, Jack, and I should probably be like, absolutely. The Lord's been good to me and I've had mentors, so let them come on. Like, let's figure something out, uh, you know, and do that. So what what's the encouragement there for someone who's like, hey, you've been in the business for a long time, especially as a believer. There's a lot of believers that are new that need help. Why should they become a mentor? Yeah, so, well, I mean, I think there's a lot to learn on both sides of it, right? So um, whether you're new or seasoned, um, Honestly, those seasoned agents can learn no stuff from the yeah, <laughs> not so sure. seasoned agents. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and I'm finding myself in that position as well right now. I mean, when I started in this business, we didn't do anything with social media. Mm. Like, I have no idea where to go. So I, I'm, I need to look to the younger people to help me with that yeah. because I don't. I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to that. So um, I think we can all help each other, no matter where we are, how long we've been in the business. Um, we can all help each other no matter what. Um, and really, you know, Garrett, even if you're not, even if you do think it's boring, I, you know, I think that mm. they will learn something. Totally. I agree you with know? you there. I love that your comments are making Garrett rebuke himself because that doesn't happen very often and usually my job in this. So it, it only exactly. happens on this show. That's the when real live. Is when I'm quality. like, man, I need to rebuke myself. So praise yeah. the Lord for right. the spirit. Yeah. yeah. You guys don't need to listen. Just but, pretend like it. And I'll but the truth in all it. of this is, and what you're speaking to, Jacqueline, is that I mean that is absolutely what we are called into to go forth and make disciples, right? We are go. We're called to lead and to pour into the body. I mean, we're all created uniquely and each given gifts that is of benefit to the greater body's good. So to deprive them of that is not what we are called into, and not honoring the gifts that the Lord has given you, and. To the last point that you've made, there is no pause in the sanctification process or the growth process in this life. We are should constantly be being poured into. I don't care how old we get. There's no end to the wisdom of God and where we can find that, obviously in him, but also in his creation and in his people that should be pouring into us. But even beyond that, the responsibility that we have 
in the faithfulness that he's shown each of us here on this call and to all of our listeners to go forth and share that with the next generation. The only way that the vocational mindset can be championed in this industry of going forth to serve, to steward, to give more than the bottom line of a business is to teach people how to do that, right? And, and that evolution is, is constant. And now I find it interesting that we're talking about your position with two decades of uh, experience in the industry being somewhere new where you're in a position to where now, hey, I kind of need, I need a, not necessarily maybe a mentor in the industry, but I need somebody to help me out here in Alabama and figure out how this game is played down here. It's not Virginia anymore. We're somewhere different. So is, is he in Virginia? Have you, any time I say Virginia, have you seen, uh, remember the Titans, obviously? Yeah. You know, and that oh, after absolutely. the bad scene happens, yeah. he goes, hey, okay. is he in Virginia? So that's why I said yeah. that. This <laughs> anyway, now here we are, full cycle in, in the same situation. Yeah. No, yeah, no, that's really good. And and so also, Jacqueline, just to tackle that because I think you're 100 percent right. T. I'm also curious. You're starting over, but also, how did you just have the oomph, if you will, to just keep going? I mean, 20 years is a long time to do anything, let alone real estate, let alone moving around a lot. Like, what was that? And where are you drawing strength and energy just to keep chugging in a difficult business anyways and now starting over? Well, this is, we're going to need part two. <laughs> Especially say Jesus and then we're like, yeah, you're right. And we'll just go to the next question. <laughs> this is a Christian show after all. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, so it really is. I, I, after I was a buyer's agent for four years, I, I sold an average of about 40, 45 deals a year as a, as a buyer's agent. So, and you guys, this was in a market where it, it wasn't like it has been the last three years. You know, it, it was, you might be out showing a buyer 10 properties one weekend and showing that same buyer another 10 properties the next weekend, you know, that, that was the market it was when I was a buyer's agent. So you can imagine that many deals. I really didn't have much of a social life except for after the sun went down. Cause that's when I wasn't showing houses. <laughs> so, um, it was just really busy. So there was a time, you know, I thought I was, I was burnt. I mean, I was, I was really worn out and I thought, I don't know if I'm going to do this again. Um, I was getting married to my husband who was in the Navy. He was taking me around all these places, you know, moving around. And I just didn't know what was in the cards for me. And I loved it. I felt um, I've always felt like just naturally, it just feels, real estate just feels natural to me. I just, some people get into the business and they just don't understand certain things. They just don't get it. It's kind of like math. Like they just don't get it. Just fine. Like that's just some people, some people just don't get it. It's fine. No, that's all real um, estate agents. They don't, they can do 3% <laughs> of anything. Other than that, they don't know math. It's okay. It's true. Just say it. Let's, let's all just admit it. <laughs> True. But, you know, like, it's just, um, yeah, anyway, so I, 
I didn't know if I was going to get back in. But when my husband was gearing up for retirement, we saw, you know, I just, we sat down and we were like, okay, what, what's next? And we just didn't know. He didn't know what he wanted to do. And out of a little bit of fear, really, um, we kind of said, well, somebody needs to have some money coming in. And real estate, I mean, I told you, it's what I started doing when I was 20 years old. I, I don't know anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't go to college. Like, I, I don't know anything else. Like, I don't know what else I would do. And I loved it. I really did love it when I was doing it. Um, but I just got a little burned out. So um, I decided when I got back in, uh, when we were in Chesapeake, I decided when I, when I got back in that I was going to do business on my terms. And... You know, if there was somebody who just, I don't know, sometimes when you're on a team, like you have to work the leads that are given to you, right? I mean, that's what, that's the deal. Um, But if there was somebody who wasn't going to respect my time or wasn't going to respect me, then I just, I just had to say, you know, I don't have to work with that person, you know? Um, And yeah, I mean, on the opposite side of that, too, um, my mentor, when I first started in the business, she said to me, she said, Jacqueline, we get the buyers and sellers we're supposed to get. And that's what we always said. And I, and I thought, I get the buyers and sellers I'm supposed to get. That's the, like, you know, it's just like a mantra. <laughs> and, um, and she always said, I have the best clients. That's what she would say. I have the best clients. And I thought she really does. Like she does have the best clients. Um, And then I thought, well, I really want to say that. I really want to say I have the best clients. And so when I got back in, I really did. I really do have the best clients. (laughs) Like I just, they're the best. And um, so I just, to, to get back to your question, though, about what keeps me going, I, there was a time where I didn't know if I was going to do it. And then my husband getting out of uh, getting out of the Navy and retiring from that you know, Navy retirement wasn't going to pay the bills. So we needed some income somewhere. So and he didn't know what he wanted to do. So I got back in and um, as a support, you know, just to save some money kind of thing to gear up for retirement. And. Uh, then he found out what he wanted to do and we wanted to be closer to family and Alabama got us closer to family. So that's how we ended up here. And um, what keeps me going now, honestly, is my son. So um, he, my son was born with Down syndrome, which is why we came back from Japan so quickly. We were only there for six months. We were supposed to be there for three years. Um, but he, like, he just changed my world. I mean, completely. I mean, all kids do, (laughs) I think, but he really did. And, um, really to just make sure he's taken care of, you know, and, um, really financially, you know, just to make sure he's taken care of. So, um, and really to leave a legacy for these, uh, the special needs community, really. Um, we've got some really great programs here. 
that I'm really interested in investing in, like more time and helping them build their resources, so to speak. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, so that's what it, keeps me going now. Yeah, no, but it's like, if you get a strong enough why, you can overcome any, right? Whatever's in front of you, you just keep going because, you know, and, and I think reality too is as believers, if we are called, you know, you kept coming back to it, it just felt right. Like real estate just feels right. I think as believers, if we recognize for whatever reason, this is where I'm called to be in this space, right? Then your job to do it with excellence. Your job is to, push through all of the things that are difficult because they're going to be hard. There's no doubt that they, they are going to be hard. We're promised that even in scripture that life's going to be difficult. And so our job though is to say big purpose is the Lord has me here. So I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep doing right. And exactly what you said, Jacqueline, which I think is a great testament to, to faith and trusting in the Lord is you're going to have the business you're supposed to have. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how much work I do. Uh, I'm not, I'm not advocating don't do any work. Don't, let me say that, but I can do the exact same work one year and the exact same work the next year. And my business could look totally different. Why? Because I'm not in control anyways. It's my job to be intentional. It's the Lord's job to determine what the outcome is. So um, the business that you're supposed to have. So I love that, Jacqueline, the testament to uh, the Lord's faithfulness. Hey, if they, if the audience wants to reach out to you, connect with you, how do they do that? What's the best way to do it? You said you're not a social media person. Are you on social media? Can they Instagram <laughs> or whatever the term is? Tyler and I aren't really, it's people either. So how do they reach out to you? Well, I do love social media. Oh, I have a love-hate relationship with it. But um, <laughs> yes, they can they can find me on social media. I'm Jacqueline Zelfer. Um, Realtor is my business page. And then um, they can find me on in Instagram as Sweet Home HSV. So uh, short for Huntsville. Hmm. Sweet Home HSV is Instagram. Great. And uh, yeah, so I... I like social media. I, I, but if it's from the business side of it, I'm like mm. trying to figure that out. <laughs> I get that. I totally get that. So, audience, if you're trying to do that too, come to the conference because we've got an awesome speaker about social media. But, Jacqueline, thank you so much for being on here. You know, Faithful Agent Community, this is why we wanted to bring on some of our amazing people for you to get to know them a little bit. And when you're struggling or you're wondering, because I got to start over or whatever's going on in your life, reach out to Jacqueline. I to reach out to someone like her because the reality is at the end of the day, we, like I said, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. We're here to serve and support one another. And so I have no doubt that Jacqueline would love to talk to you as we would love to talk to you too, if you guys ever need anything at all. So, Faithful Agent Community, we love you. We, we appreciate you. Come to the conference and we will see you next week. Hey, Faithful Agents, as always, thank you so much for joining us again. We hope you will continue to help us build the Faithful Agent community by sharing this episode with your friends, tagging the Faithful Agent group on Facebook, and by actually downloading this episode to help us beat the algorithms and get the good word out to other faithful real estate believers. Go to faithfulagent.com and click join our Facebook community to join us, and we will see you next week.